Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Forever, 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 and I'm glad to 
hold my destiny. You have a purpose for me. And you have a plan for me. I want to follow your will till you know He holds your destiny. And He has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. So you have to follow His will. It's alright, I'll do what you say. It's alright, I'll follow your will, Lord. It's alright, I'll do what you say. It's alright, I'll follow you, follow you. It's alright, I'll do what you say. It's alright, I'll follow your will, Lord. It's alright, I'll do what you say. It's alright, I'll follow you, follow you. Cause you hold my destiny. You have a purpose for me, yeah, and you have a plan for me, and I'm gonna follow your will. Put your hands together for Stella. Okay. Are you ready for what's next? Are you guys ready to hear a powerful testimony? How many of you guys are blessed by the testimonies that we hear every week? I think the testimonies in Sweet Love keep getting nicer and nicer. In, did I say Sweet Love? In First Love. No, it's because... <laughs> explain myself. Can I explain? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm at first love. It's because the testimony is about the sweet influence service. So, you know, there's a bit of confusion in my mind. Okay. Do you want to hear the testimony or not? <laughs> Okay, so (laughs) the testimony says, Hi everyone, I'd like to share a quick testimony with you about receiving through giving. During the Sweet Influence service, Bishop asked for a few people to give a certain amount to help pay for the venue. I didn't stand up at first because I was thinking to myself, I'm broke enough as it is, I don't have enough money to give. Then Bishop said we should learn to give sacrificially and God will bless us. So I stood up and he prayed for us. A few days later, money appeared in my account that was five times more than I'd given. When I checked it, it was from my old workplace. The last time I worked there was in January this year and it was not a mistake. I want to encourage everyone that when it comes to God Always be ready to give and don't be afraid about not having enough because God always provides. Amen. You blessed by that sweet testimony. <laughs> Do you want to hear another sweet testimony? Then please put your hands together for Rebecca. Rebecca. 
my name is Rebecca and I'm in First Love Professionals and I'd just like to give a testimony of what God has recently done in my life. Um, so in, at the end of 2015, I was working as a marketing assistant for an investment company and I remember speaking to Echo and I was saying, I don't feel challenged here. And he was saying, your, your role is far too junior. You've got a first class, you've done this certificate and that certificate. You need a promotion. No. Well, Echo is my now husband. <laughs> At the time, he was my beloved and I had spoken to him. I said, I didn't feel challenged. And he said, his, his, Thank you. And um, he advised, you know, that I should um, pray about it. So um, I prayed about it, and I prayed for three things in particular. I said I either wanted um, a job, a product marketing role, or two, a strategic marketing role, and I wanted a specific salary. So <laughs> I prayed... I prayed about these things and um, I had various interviews and then I got an email one day and it said, hi, Rebecca, I've just been briefed on a role and I think it will be of interest to you. The role is a product marketing associate within the strategic marketing team. So that was two of the things that I had prayed about and I just thought, how, how could such a thing be? I replied, I said, yes, I'm very interested. Could you let me know what the salary is, please? They sent back the salary. The salary isn't what I prayed about, but I thought, okay, two out of three, let's go, let's go for it. <laughs> so I went to the interviews. I had various interviews, and in the final interview of HR, she had a piece of paper, and it said the job role, the title, the team, and on there was the salary, and the salary wasn't what the agency had told me. It was more. Wow. So I, I had the interview. I went back to the agency and I said, oh, just out of interest, you know, I've seen that the salary says this much. You have told me this much. She said, oh, you know, the person that currently does a job has 15 more, experience, 15 more years of experience than you. So the salary can't be the same. I said, but as far as the company is advertising it for this much, I think we should meet in the middle. <laughs> so she went away and she come back by the grace of God. The salary was more than what I prayed about, and I got the job. So that was 100% answer prayer. The three things I prayed about, God had made them happen. And so the contract was from April 16 to April 17. So at the beginning of this year, my contract was coming to an end. And I remember I went to my manager, and I said, you know, what does the company um, intend for me? Would, would they like to keep me? Would they like to extend my contract? Or do they plan to let me go? Because at this time, there were a lot of redundancies. People were being made redundant, left, right, and center. But they said, my manager said he wasn't sure. He suggested that I start interviewing. So I did that. After a few weeks, he let me know that they'd like to extend my contract for six months, which was a blessing because the interviews weren't going very well. And um, so that was another blessing. And I continued working the role. Um, a few weeks ago, my manager called me into the office and he said, the company has recognized that they need to increase headcount and they want to create a role for somebody in the product marketing team who will look after Europe and Asia. 
at this point, I was already looking after Europe. So I thought, okay, are they gonna hire someone in Singapore and let me go? I, it hadn't even crossed my mind that, you know, October 17 was coming and my contract would come to an end. But my manager let me know that they had decided that I would get the role and I would become permanent, which was a tremendous blessing. <laughs> and I really thank God because at the beginning of this year, Bishop said that it was our year of greatness and our season of effortlessness. And when I say it was effortlessness, I didn't do anything. I, I hadn't, I received it. I believed in the prophecy. And then I hadn't prayed about the role. I just continued doing these things, continued working, continued being in church. So I just want to encourage you. Bishop said to us last week, that because you are in First Love Church, your dreams, your wishes, and your prayers will come to pass. So stick around and be blessed. Thank you. Appreciate Rebecca. And put your hands together for Jesus for a powerful testimony. Are you ready to hear some more beautiful singing? Then please put your hands together and let's welcome again, Sela. Come on and stir it up, oh, 
the gift of God, you must stir it up. Come on, brother. Yeah. Come on and stir it up. The gift of God, you must stir it up. Ask yourself why so few are chosen. Have you asked yourself why so few are shining? They have neglected the gift I put in them. Many are called, but you are chosen. You must stir up the gift and believe in your call. You must use the gift. Believe the gift and stir up the gift. Come on and stir it up. The gift of God, you must stir it up. Come on, sister, you can do it. Come on and stir it up. Yeah. The gift of God, you must stir it up. You gotta stir it up. Stir it up, you need to stir it up, stir it up, come on, come on, the gift of God, you must stir it up, come on brother, you can do it, you've got to stir it up, yeah, the gift of God, you must stir it up, stir it up, we gotta stir it up, we gotta stir it up. Stir it up, yeah. The gift of God, you must stir it up. Come on, shepherd. Come on, elder. You've got to stir it up. The gift of God, you must stir it up. Stir it up. You've got to stir it up. You've got to stir it up. Stir it up.
are so many harvest fields. Everyone thinks someone else will go. These places are left to drown in sin, while other religions just take over. And the light of the gospel is dim over there. So many will go to hell. How come you stayed in one city, in one place, in the place that you thought was best for you? You didn't go as far as I told you to go, but you stayed where you thought you'd prosper, oh child. Go. How many more years do we have? Are we going to stay in our comfort zones? Where have our fears led us? They have only kept us from the blessing of God. And how come you stayed in one city, in one place? In the place that you thought was best for you You didn't go as far as I told you to go But you stayed where you thought you'd prosper Oh child Oh, 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 oh child You should have gone to the ends of the world could take care of you. I'm giving you another chance. It's not too late to go. Go to the ends of the world. Go to the ends of the world. How come you stayed in one city, in one place, in the place that you thought was Stayed where you thought you'd prosper, oh child. Oh, 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 child. You should have gone to the ends of the world. Uproot yourself from your comfort zone. Start obeying what I'm
to the ends of the world. How come you stayed in one city, in one place, in the place that you thought was best for you? You didn't go as far as I told you to go. You stayed where you thought you'd prosper, oh child. Oh, 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 oh child. Oh, oh, Upon thee, upon thee. 
Thank you for your word that shall be delivered with power, strength, grace, and your anointing, Lord. Heal us, Lord. Heal us through your word. Let direction come. Let wisdom come. Let your power prevail in this atmosphere, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your goodness toward us, Lord. I give you thanks. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing of all manner of diseases, Lord. And all manner of sicknesses and troubles, Lord. Thank you for strengthening of weak hearts, Lord. And weak minds, oh God. Let the feeble be made strong, Lord. Thank you for your blessing. And thank you for this atmosphere of blessing. And of hearing of your word. I give you praise. And I give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. And the saints of God said, Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. You are welcome to church. Wow. Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And um, we want to continue sharing on, told you I'm talking to you on judgment. Isn't it? Judgment. Um, it's important to hear about judgment because it is 
it is part of life. Um, it may not be the nicest thing that you would like to know, but it's also not, we also think it's not the nicest thing because we usually think that judgment means punishment. But judgment also goes with rewards. Yeah. When, when, on the day of judgment, on the day of judgment, um, if, ever, if ever you are um, standing in the courts of law, and say today is judgment, either you'll be vindicated or you'll be found guilty. It doesn't mean that um, judgment day doesn't mean that you are going down. You go down if you are guilty. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, judgment, I know, sounds scary and frightening and feels like it's a problem day and a problem hour. But it becomes a problem day and a problem hour when you are ill-prepared and when you haven't prepared well and when you haven't done well. It's like, it's like a day of exams. There are people when exam day comes, they're happy. How many of you have been happy on an exam day before? Yes, because it's like, look, it's like, you, you, you know you'll make it. And um, how many of you on exam day, you were not happy, but when the results came, you were happy? Yes. So, so that, that, that's what it is. It depends on your, the main, the main key is your preparation. Towards it, you you have you have to be ready, you have to be ready because judgment tests will definitely come. Anything you are doing today, anything you are doing today, anything you've done today, you are going to be accountable for it. Accountable, you understand? So when you think, anytime you think about judgment, you become wise. You become clever. Anytime you think about that, whatever I'm doing. There is, there is a corresponding moment of accountability. That is, I will account for what I'm doing. I'll be held accountable. I have to explain and answer for anything that I've done. As soon as you think so, you become very selective in what you do. Because some of the things, some of the things, not only, not only that you don't want to be held accountable, but you don't even want anybody to know. Isn't it? You wouldn't like anybody to know. You want anybody to find out that, I mean, this is what you've done or you've ever done this. But I realize that, I realize, I don't know how old you are, but for, for my short life that I've been around, I realize that virtually everything comes out. I, I just, sometimes you don't even want to know, but you realize it's, it's, it's being announced. Before that, it's out there. It's like things that things that you've not planned to hear about. But it's but that is life. It's cycles of events, and then and then account, accounting for it. Cycles of events, and then judgment. Cycles of events, and then judgment. Cycles of events, and then judgment. It's like so that's how life is. So that's how life has been. So in the, in a, in a similar way, in a similar way, our life that we are living here will also will also one day appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The scripture says in Hebrews 9, 27, that it's appointed unto man once to die. And then, after this, after this, is judgment. 
after this is judgment. But my prayer is that may you be happy on judgment day. May you be happy. That, that's why we are talking about it. Not, not, not to frighten you or to make you feel that something bad is going to happen to you on that day or something scary is going to happen. But rather, so that you prepare. So on the day of judgment, you will be bold. Like the scripture says that you will be bold on the day of judgment. Because you have prepared. Towards you have prepared. You have prepared. I, I, don't, I don't know how much preparation you can do to be bold and to be happy, but at least you'll be okay. Do, do you understand? There, there are some exams where you're going to write it. You are scared. And then there are others that you are not scared, but it's just that you don't know how it will go. So, so exam, judgment has that thing. It's like you have prepared and prepared. You can't tell how you've prepared enough until you arrive there. So the only thing that is left is the, the fear that goes with the exercise that you're about to go through. Which I think it's allowed to have. It's like, it's like, look, it's an exam. It's not a game. It's not a game. It's an exam. So, you have to be a bit, you're a little uneasy. You're uneasy. Even though you know you have prepared. That's how come when everybody asks that, how is it? Are you prepared? You can't answer that question. Is that you are never able to answer the question. Yes, I am. I mean, you must be of a certain type to say that, I mean, this one, I'm okay. I always remember, I always remember a friend, uh, I was in second year, he was a year ahead of me. And anytime he wrote an exam, anytime he wrote an exam, when we were asking, how did it go? He would tell us, it's under the blood. And that was his confession. Anytime you meet him coming out of the exam room, or you meet him anywhere, the day that he's reading the exam, say, you say, oh, Martin, how was it? You just say, under the blood. Under the blood. I mean, his constant response was, under the blood. It's under the blood. Then I remember on this particular day, I was writing an exam with him on the same day. He also had an exam, also had an exam. And I realized that he looked a little, yeah, he wasn't relaxed. He wasn't, he wasn't standing in the same place. You know, like we're all waiting outside, outside the hall. So we, usually we are chatting. I mean, you're chatting. Some people are doing their, I mean, last minute, yeah. I usually, I usually say that they are confusing themselves. Yeah, because I don't like looking at things at the last minute. I just say to myself, look, it's done. Well, well, yes, when I'm leaving the room, I, I just say that this, I've crossed the Rubicon. That is it. I close the book and say, this is it. Whatever happens should happen. I'm going, yeah. But you see people, they carry everything. They even want to carry their desk to the, to the door of the exam. Then they are taking it as a last. So I was, I was, I tried to tell my resident, he wasn't standing. He'll go, he'll disappear, then he'll come back. He'll disappear, then he'll come back. So at the point, I, I had to ask him, I, had to, I said to him, Martin, what's going on? What, what are you doing? That he said, today, today is my last exam in my final year in this university. So, I am doing the Jericho walk. <laughs> so, do you know the Jericho walk? When the Israelites went round the city seven times and at the end they blew a trumpet and the walls fell. Yes. So he said, I'm doing the Jericho walk. So he's going round the great hall seven times. And he, I'm doing seven times. And at the end, by the time I finish, it's time to enter. When I enter, the walls fall. 
He said, this exam will bow. He said, this, this university will bow to me. Hey! I said, wow, people are applying spiritual principles. Whilst me, I'm standing there just waiting to go and write and go home. So he was doing Jericho walk. Jericho walk. I was going round. So this is a building. This is a great hall. I waited. He was going round. Like so I was standing somewhere here. He go. Then he would come. Then he would stop for a little while. Talk about it. Then he would just disappear. So like, by the third time, I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "I'm doing." He said, "Today is my final paper in my final year in this university." So I am doing the Jericho walk. After the seventh round, he said, when I enter, I said, today the paper, it's not just going to be under the blood. It will be under, it will be under the bricks. So, judgment has, you know, has its way of giving you the shivers. And making you feel, you know, you're not sure. So it, it's, it's, that, that, that's left for it. But you have to be able to prepare. Prepare. Prepare towards it. Because you can't, you can't tell. You know, it's like we all believe that we are going to heaven. Maybe when we get to heaven, it will be well with us. The gates will be open. So we, we have to go by the scriptures. And prepare ourselves for it. Prepare. And be ready for it. You get there on your on your dying day that you are now spitting and coughing, and you don't know what what will happen. But it's because it's because people behave. It's because they've never thought of it that there will be an end. When you think of anything that you are doing, anything as you are sitting here, anything you are involved in, there is an end to it. As long as you think about it. You start assuring yourself gently, gently towards a good end and a good conclusion and a blessed conclusion. That's someone who is mindful of judgment. When you go of judgment, you are actually a different, totally different person. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that's why I told you I'll start from, isn't it? Okay, so 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, chapter number 5, and then verse 10 says that, for we must all, we must all tell your neighbor that all it sounds like all includes you. Tell the person that this verse has included you before you came. You, 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 may, you, you may never know about you may never have read this verse, but it's been there. That you will appear somewhere. You will appear. Whether you want it or not, it's not this it doesn't need your permission. What does it need your permission to come? You will appear there. You will appear. You will appear. Or you're going to lock yourself in your coffin. <laughs> you will appear. <laughs> no matter the type of coffin you say they should use to keep you, even before you are put in the coffin, you have appeared there. Yes. So that when you go for funeral, you see people looking at the person lying there crying. The person has been dead for like three weeks. Now it's his funeral. People are crying. This, rest of it. The, the person you are looking at, it's not him. He has left already. He has, the, day, the day he 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 breathed his last breath was the day his checking in 
and accountability and issues began. That was the day. As you are standing there or at the funeral, and even the body has changed, doesn't even look like him. Dead bodies, dead bodies usually don't look like the person. Person looks different. You can say the person, this person just lived in the house. Can you imagine someone going to a house that you rented 20 years ago and standing at the door and crying and saying, where are you? Are you, like, you, you live there. You have checked out. This, your body, is a, is a rented apartment. It's a rented apartment. It's an apartment you've rented. You've rented, I don't know for how many years, but you've rented for some years. You'll be in it for some years. And one day you check out. One day you will check out. You will say, hey, I've lived in this place for a long time. Let me go and look. Let me go and live somewhere more beautiful and somewhere, and somewhere nicer. Because there's a nicer place waiting for you. Yeah. But, but we have to prepare before we get there. We have to prepare. It's nice, but we have to prepare. Therefore, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. I think I'd like to read from verse 1. Do you mind me reading from verse 1? You mind? You don't mind? Okay. Verse 1 says that, for we know that if our earthly house, you understand, your earthly house, what I just told you, this body that you see, as you, did, you are describing it, uh, you are size 44, size this, your this place is, you, are, you describe yourself as uh, 44, 16, 81, whatever, whatever the figures, whatever those figures mean. People are always describing themselves with three figures. Whatever it means, 44, 12, 29. <laughs> It says that, it's, it's that, that that's what the Bible is described as earthly, earthly house. It's your earthly house. It's your earthly house. It's a house you have rented. The, you are, you are, the real you is in this house. He's here. He'll check out one day. One day he'll check out. One day he'll say, I've lived enough. I'm going. It's okay. The, the house can't run again. The house can't move again. The house can't see properly. The windows are, you know, I can't see through the windows well. Hmm? <laughs> house of, of this tabernacle was dissolved. We have a building of God. A house not made with, gun, with hands. Eternal in the heavens. There's another house waiting for you. Wow. The house not made with hands. Isn't that beautiful? Verse 2. For this, for in this we groan. Endlessly we groan. It's like we are suffering. (laughs) It's like it's hard here. (laughs) Are you not groaning in this house? (laughs) You are grown, but you don't want to die, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like you are even more grown. Eh? In this house, we are groaning. It's like it's not easy, but we are here. We are in it. You are in it. It's like you're in a relationship that you are suffering, but you don't want to break up. 
are suffering in the thing, but you don't want to come out. When you talk to the people you don't like talking to at all are the people who are very practical. When you finish talking, they, they just tell you that ah, then break up. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that there's some people who don't like counseling. And they don't like counseling from some people from particular people. Because they say, this person is too blunt and that. It's like, I'm just talking to him so that he will encourage me a little bit. He said, I should, I should, I should break up. <laughs> he said, I should break up. Yeah, he said, I should break up. He said, we should end. But I was just sharing with him. I was just telling him. I was just telling him. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I was just telling him that it's not easy. I just, want, I just wanted some shoulder to cry on. And then he's saying that I should, I should, I should come out. <laughs> For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. Verse 3. If so be that being clothed, we shall, we shall not be found naked. For we are in this tabernacle. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan. The people that have passed on, those who have passed away, died. They feel sorry for us. When you go to the funeral, you are standing, you are crying. With the, they, are, they, are, they are wondering, these people, don't they read their Bible? Have they, for, have they forgotten about the Bible we used to read? All the things we used to say to ourselves. How come they are standing here crying, wailing as though something bad has happened to me? How can you be crying? When the person is, is look, it's like, is this the verse I was reading? That we that are in this table do groan, being burdened. Not for that we, we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, he that has wrought us for the same, for self-saved thing is God, who also has given unto us the earnest of the spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from God. Are you understanding the scriptures? Whilst you are here, you are absent from God. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident. One day, Natalie should give us this verse. I said, a brief verse. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, would you like such a scripture? Yeah. If she wants to teach us verses, you bring such a verse. We'll show her that we can learn it. Okay, verse 8. Bite size, isn't it? Bite size verses. Yes. All these chunky verses she brings that we can't, we can't chew. Anyway, we are confident, I say, willing rather to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. So anytime somebody is absent from the body, it means the person is present with the Lord. So if you really if you really like someone, you 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 prefer the person to be present with the Lord than for the person to be walking here ridden in sickness and diseases and suffering and pain. Yeah. 
Someone was crying once over a friend who had passed away. Then the doctor came and said, are you not wicked? Look at, look at the, the pain this person was in. The person is now resting in peace. Look at what you are doing. Are you not selfish? You should come back and do what you can. When he comes back, he's come to come back suffering in the body. You want the person to come back. You are saying he should come back. Anyway, that's not our topic. So, <laughs> Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. May he, be, may he accept us. Then verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat. So this, this, are, this are our discussion for today. Today I just have one point for you. Yes, just one thing. Uh, in our preparation, because we are preparing towards it. And my key, my key for is, is, is a key that um, we, use, we use when you are studying or you're gonna, you are preparing for an exam. You usually work your way or, one of, or, or the, the, a good way. If not the best way is to work backwards. Do you understand? There are people when they are preparing, when they are studying, they read, they read notes. They read notes and they read textbooks. And they just jam their brains with information they don't know how to use. Do you understand? They just jam their heads. That's why you miss on the person. I've really studied. I've really read. But the person doesn't seem to be doing well academically. Because just acquiring information and not knowing how to use it won't help you. So you have to work from the other end. That is, what are the possible questions? So when you look at a question, then you go to the textbook. That's when the textbook becomes relevant to you. You, you, will love, you will fall in love with your textbooks and your notes and your whatever you have when you have questions. I mean, you will fall in love with it. You will, re, you will really like it and enjoy it. Because it gives you an interpretation of the chapters in that fat book that you have. Otherwise, you read the book cover to cover. You don't even know what to do with it. When you sit in the exam room, you see the question and you say, I've seen this thing before. I've seen it before. I've seen it before. I saw it somewhere. But you see, you've seen it, but you've seen, you've seen many things like that. You've seen many things like that. So you, you have to change how you study. And work your way backwards. Leave the textbook lying there. Take a question. Ask, look at the question. Question one says this. And then you say, okay, since I'm not in an exam room, I'm not cheating. So let me take the textbook and find the answer to this question. Yes. Let me take it and find the answer. As soon as you find the answer, the notes begin to make sense to you. It begins to make sense to you. Otherwise, all you are doing is committing information to memory that it's like, what are you even going to do with it? Usually, people who, don't, people who are not involved in certain disciplines like, let's say, football, golf, whatever, you know, someone who is not actively involved in it, the, the person talks a lot about it. 
they talk a lot and they, they give they give off information just to give an impression that you know I know. So if if you if you are if, if you are very much involved in something, you hear someone talking about it, you can always tell that oh this person is he doesn't really understand what he's saying. He's very you can tell this person is very theoretical. He's full of theories. Oh, what is what he's saying are theories. He really doesn't do. If he doesn't, he'll be quiet. Or the thing he's discussing is actually out of context with what we are talking about. He's only dropping terms and things to give an impression that I know something about it. I know something about it. But you you see that the person is actually ignorant of the thing. He does he does he. Maybe not ignorant, but the person doesn't practice it. He doesn't practice it. That's how people are when they, when they just know about things, but they are not into the practicing, practical aspect of that thing. Because I've been a Christian for a while, and you don't practice Christianity. It becomes boring. Anything you don't practice becomes boring. I mean, soon, soon you will say, oh, it doesn't mean anything. If it's, look, for instance, if you, if you pretend, if you pretend, look, if you pretend that you pray, it's a very dangerous thing. Because soon you will not believe in prayer. Because you've pretended so much that you've actually believed that you pray. And because you've believed it and you don't do it, you, you, you won't have results. So soon you start feeling that prayer doesn't work. But it's because you don't practice prayer. You talk about prayer, you know how to say prayer, I'm this, I'm that, you know, but you actually do not practice prayer in a certain way. So soon your backsliding will, will start. And you can't, you can't blame anybody. You can't, even though you will try to blame someone, but you can't blame it. I put it to you, don't blame anybody. Blame yourself. You have been deceiving yourself. So when you don't practice things, you lose the effect of that thing in your life and the blessings that come with it. Because you've never really tried it. You've never really tried. So you're just reading notes. But you never know what question does these notes answer? What question will it answer? What question will it answer? All these plenty things I've been looking at, what will it answer? How, how, how is it going to help me in my life? How does it help me in my life? Once upon a time, I wanted to be a musician. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I wanted to be an instrumentalist. And I really wanted to play the bass guitar. I really wanted to play the bass guitar. So, I went to a, a, a music school. I went to a music school for one day. That was my first and my last. Because when I was going, I was very hopeful that today, today, they will give me a guitar. And I'll strap. You know how you start? I'll strap it. And I'll stand there and suddenly I'll start playing. But when I got there, I was sitting there. And this man was talking 
talking fury. So I said, okay, no problem. I mean, you talk. I'm sure after 50 minutes or 20 minutes, he will say, okay, here's the guitar. What you have seen. He talked from the beginning of the session to the end. Theories, theories. And I said, look, what you have taught me, at least let me try something. It's not, it's not, it's not a practical thing. Let me touch a string. Let something make a sound. Let me, let me at least lean back. <laughs> we sat there throughout. We drew notes and alphabets. Writing. Hey, somewhere there, there's something. I said, look, what you are doing, show it to me on the equipment. I want to find it there, not in my notebook. I want to find it on the thing. That, that's how come I'm not an instrumentalist. If, yeah, if, if my teacher had balanced it, that the thing I'm showing you, this is where it is. So this is a... Dum, dum. But now you, you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> but my teacher was impractical. He was giving me notes. He gave me notes for one day. I was like, I can't get my right note. I can't. I can't. Oh, I have, play, I have, play. I have no, my notes are for preaching. Yes, I use it to preach. I can't come and add this one too. When I want to actually touch the thing, my fingers were itching. Fingers were itching. But here, here am I. So th- this is my story on, on music. That's like you've never seen me play. It's not that I've never wished. For it before, but I, I was giving notes. I couldn't link it to that thing. But now that I'll be, I'll be the instrumentalist in the church. <laughs> you can't tell. You see that the pastor is the one playing. I'll play when I finish. I'll put it down and I'll start preaching. <laughs> you, can't you picture the illustrations I'll be giving with a bass guitar? All my examples will be about bass guitar. But now I can't. The only example I use it for is when I put a can of Coke next to it, then I say, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the future of some people. Yeah, that's the only window. As I see today, you are like a bass guitar. Tomorrow, you'll be like a can of Coke, sitting there and sweating. So, when you start working backwards there, so that we, we, we have to take some things that Jesus taught us. Because what he taught us, we will use it. You see, these are, it's like, it's like he's showing us the questions will be asked. The questions will be asked on the judgment because it's he, the judgment seat of Christ. So you meet him, there are some things that you will you'll be expected to have done as a Christian. As a Christian. So there are different cases that will be brought up. A few days ago, I was watching uh, this man. This man who O.J. Simpson appealing for Carol, yes. You see, but as we're watching, I could, I could tell that, look, 
this guy. They have prepared. Even, even the panel. You can see as he was sitting there, they have already decided that they will release him. But I was looking at the preparation. Even the person, the victim, the so-called victim, that said to Jay, was there. He came to testify for him. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. When he was talking, he said, and my friend, this, that's a victim. And then when the victim also came, he said, yes, and we are friends, and we've spoken, and we've apologized, and this, and that. Every, everything was prepared and worked out this. But the people said, they are going out for 30 minutes to go and discuss. 30 minutes to decide. That means they were back when they came back and said, Oh, yeah, we've all voted that he should go. He should go. So, first October, he's going. You see, you, you have to prepare for your day of judgment. You, you actually have to be ready. This is what I'm saying. You see, you, you don't, don't take it for granted. Prepare. You see, especially in this life, anything that you see that is working, that looks good, that looks nice, somebody has prepared, somebody has worked on it. Anything that looks nice to you. Anything that looks nice to you. Never think that that's how it is. Don't think that the dancing stars, I mean, it's like they have, they have dancers in their waist. So as soon as they see, they, when they hear them, they know like, move. No. They've been preparing. They've been dancing for a long time. Even before they became, a dan- they became dancing stars. It's a sign that they dance. They used to dance. They used to dance somewhere. Or they like, or they liked dancing. I don't dance. Even in my house, I don't dance. Even when I'm alone in my room, I don't dance. Maybe if I would dance, I, I, my dance would be a jump. I'll be jumping. I'll be, I'll be. But that, I mean, but that what they are doing. Like, oh, we are looking at auto on Friday as they were going off the. No, no, no. I mean, you can say he has been doing that. He's been wriggling this place for a long time. Hey, the muscles that I was looking at, Lorraine standing in front of me. I said, Hey, this girl. I said, I said to Maureen, I said, Hey, this girl, if her children dare and they ride, shall she run after them? They'll be surprised. They'll say, Hey, their children will say, Hey, mommy can run. She's looking at her. She can jump in there. Hey! But they've been working on it. <laughs> they didn't just come. One day we'll bring you to the dancing stars. You'll see that you can't move. <laughs> so, today our issue for a short while, first issue, there will be different issues. That you have to prepare towards judgment. You have to prepare on those issues. The first issue today that Jesus gave us the hint of. You know, sometimes when you have good examiners, they tell you what it will be about. They tell tell you that, you know, look along these lines. Prepare along these lines. I mean, good good teachers will, will tell you. Yeah, because whether you tell what it's going to be about, it doesn't mean that they've told you what they will ask. But they've given an idea so that, because there are a lot of things to prepare. I remember a lecturer that I had. You know, those lecturers were where I went to school. They're wicked people. 
Don't tell them, don't tell them I told you. But they're, they're very, very, very wicked. I've not seen everybody would want your child or your student to do well. But these are people who take pride when you don't do well. It's like, it's like the feeling is like, I'm better than you. You don't know what I know. And you can never be as good as me. So you must fail to see that you are not as good as me. I don't know whether that culture has changed now, but that's what it was like. I'm sure they are still like that. They can't change. They are like that. So he came. Finished the whole syllabus that we are supposed to do. The syllabus was in four sections. Four sections. So ideally, when exam time comes, it's going to be four questions. One from each section. And then you choose three. Yeah, so it's like you have one to play around with. No problem. He stood in front of us and told us that. Have you seen, let's see in section four. Have you seen this fourth area? I'll not ask you any questions from there at all. So when you are preparing, don't bother. Don't bother. Don't prepare. Oh, nice, very nice. He's not a nice lecturer. Very nice guy. So he said, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Then I remember one evening, I had a study mate. We were working through things. Then we saw this question from that place. And we said, you know this guy? I don't believe him. Because we can't do this thing. It's some way that you are preparing. You can't do something at all. So I said to my friend, tomorrow, let's go and see him and ask him to give us a solution. He'll help us to solve this problem. Okay, he agreed. So the following morning, we went all the way to his office. We found him. He was there. We said, can you solve this? Yes, sir, can you solve this? This question for us. He looked at it like that. He literally said, look at us. He looked at it again. Then he said, but I told you I want a question from this one. We said, yes, we know, but we just want to know. You told her, but I just want to know the answer. So he said, give me a sheet of paper. His printer, his printer was somewhere. They said, we should take a sheet of paper, an A4 sheet, plain sheet out for it. So we just took one for him like that. He just sat there and just scribbled the solution like that. He gave it to us. He says, this is it. This is the answer to this question. Just before we're about to leave, then he said, tomorrow, the exam was the following day. Tomorrow, when you go to the exam room and you see this question, and he, he did this. He said, he said, you see this question. He uses two answers. He said, you see this question there like that. Don't say I didn't teach you. Hey! Hey! <laughs> now, listen to now. It's not something that you have been taught. It's not something that you've been taught, but you've been given an answer. So the only way out is to memorize the answer. You have to memorize it. And the answer was one full A4 sheet and about a quarter in the back like that. So took it like that. So I said to my friend, let's go quickly. We are time is finishing. Let's go. We have to go and memorize. 
But God, God forgive us. We didn't tell our friends. God forgive us. <laughs> it was just between the two of us. <laughs> I've confessed. I've confessed today. I've confessed. confessed. We didn't tell anybody. <laughs> we just went. <laughs> We went. We had to memorize it. Then we went. When we went, when we went, instead of the usual traditional four, choose three, it was four. Do all. Each one is 25. And then the fourth question was exactly that question. Exactly, I mean, exactly it. How, how we found it, I don't know. Exactly that thing was there. So, I looked at my friend. And he said, I said, yes, it's there. <laughs> then we looked at the others. They were angry. <laughs> they were angry. And we said to them, ah, but at least you can get 75%. It's okay. It's okay. Take it like that. Take, take it like that. You have 75 pesos. It's okay. Take it like that. But I think we were not thinking of it. We were bad. We should have told them, isn't it? We should have told a few more people. Father, forgive me. Yes. Yes. No. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't tell, any, we didn't tell anybody at all. We didn't discuss with anybody. He said, when you go and it's there, boom. Don't say I didn't teach you. <laughs> People are wicked, though. <laughs> but you see, Jesus is not like that. Jesus has shown us things that will matter on that day. Things that will matter. So in Matthew chapter 25, let's read it quickly so we can close. Matthew 25. Um, Verse 14. He says that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to and unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. These are, these are issues of judgment day. Questions that you'll be asked. These will be the things that as we go, we we'll go through for I don't know how many weeks, but I'll, I'll bring up different issues that we have to prepare ourselves on. This is just one. He said to another, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. 
Reckoneth means to give account. To give account. You see, judgment is usually delayed over many issues. Many issues, judgment is delayed. You don't even see it coming. So that's how some people think that it will never happen. Because I always get away with it. I've always gotten away with it. Nothing will happen. Nothing, nothing, nothing is going to happen. I'll be okay. I can't see when I mean, I'll be caught or what problem it will bring. Because after a long while, after a long while. So Jesus is, Jesus is helping us. He's helping us. He said, after a long while, a day will come where there shall be reckoning, giving account. And the account shall be based on the talents, the abilities that has been given to you. What you can do in the house of God and what you can't do. Because you are different from the person sitting next to you. Maybe you can, you can just dance. So it means that you've been given one talent. Maybe she can dance, can sing, can preach. So she has three talents. She has three. So on judgment day, when you appear there, you just be asked, I gave you a talent to dance. In church, why didn't you dance? They say, why danced? I danced. Let the church director say, oh yes, she danced. She's okay. They say, you, you, stand up. Stand up. You are heavy. You are sitting down across your legs. <laughs> Just say, stand up. To her. They say, you, we gave you three talents. Three. Dancing. Then they'll check. This old dancing she did well. She was the leader of the dancers. Fantastic. The whole of heaven will clap for her. I mean, you, you are there already. Or she just arrived. Oh. Yes. They've checked dancing. Then they'll check. Then they'll check preaching. The next thing that will be checked will be preaching. He said preaching. We can't see you preaching anywhere. They'll check. You were born in. You were born in. Uh, which year? You're born in 1995. So, uh, which year will you be? Um, 14. 20 what? 20? 20? 20? 22. What are you saying? From 95. 95. So which year? 2000 and 2009. Yes. 2009. Okay. Look. 2000. So they start from 2009. 2009. 2009. You didn't witness to anybody. You didn't preach to anybody. 2010. We can't see anything. 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. 2015, you'll be how old? 20. You'll be 20. So it means that 2013, you went to uni. You said 2013, you're in first year. 
No campus church. 2014, you joined First Love. Your pastor taught you how to do some things. So you try some things here and there. So we can, we can see some scattered activities in 2014. Scattered activities. You see that by now heaven is tense. They don't know how to react. They are hoping, they are hoping you will make it. But the, the discussion is serious. We are talking about your preaching. Your preaching. 2015, you're about to graduate. Nothing. Scattered, scattered preachings and sharings. They can see, they can see some other things in your final year, which, which, okay, we can see there, but the blood has covered because it looks as though you repented. So we can see that the blood has covered it. So we can't bring it up because you confessed and the blood covered, but we can see, we can see something. So we can't discuss it and it's okay. There are some incidents that happened there, but. The blood has the blood has covered and wiped away. So heaven has, is rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. They say 2016. No preaching. 2017. We can see that you've organized wedding. Hey. They say, okay. It looks like. We can't admit you here on the basis of preaching. So let's look at singing. It looks like 2011, you went into singing. You joined some people called Twinkle Stars. So heaven gets excited again. But afterwards, it looks as though that talent... That talent to sing, that talent to sing, to bless lives. You didn't develop it again. You didn't develop it. You didn't do anything with it. You went, you went into dancing full time. So, we don't know what to do with you. To the side. To the side. To the side. We're going to look for somebody else. Who has? You say, ah, you've also come. Stand up. You have in, in heaven there will be neither wife nor husband. So there's no relationship. We don't know how they both arrived. I mean not together, but I mean in the around the same season. <laughs> ah, Calibrado Stariandas. You say you you have five talents. Five. You can play the instrument. You can sing. You can preach. You are supposed to be a missionary. We are checking. We can't, we can't see anything missions about you. You are sitting in church. Laughing with friends. But you had the talent. If only you had landed in that country. Souls would have been saved. That country wouldn't have been taken over by the other religion. By Abraham's brothers. It's been taken over by them. You are rather sitting in church, checking news, how people are being trained and radicalized in that country. But you didn't go there. If you had gone there, 
if you had gone there and given a foothold there for Christianity, it would have been different. He said, he said, he said, he commentary. He said, he said, what? You, you are doing what? You are teaching new believers school. New believers school, that, that, is not, that is not what you were called to do. That's what you were called to do. And then you had the fourth talent. What, what is your fourth talent? Faith is what? To direct a choir. If you had gone on missions, gone on missions, build a church, you would have formed a beautiful choir. She's like, I have five things. Five things you have to answer for. Five things you have to answer for. And he's standing there. He's standing there, sweating. If he, if he, if somebody, some, some of us who will be there, some of you that will be there, you'll be saying, ah, but when the church with him, we never saw him play an instrument. So which instrument did he play? Which instrument? We are hearing here that he had a, a gift of playing instrument. Which, which instrument? When, when did he grow out of his gift? You see, some of the gifts we have, we get to a point that we feel that we are bigger than the gift. We are bigger than it. But it's God who gave it to us. And he gave it to you for a purpose and for a reason. For you to use. For you to use it in his house. In his house. Hey. Some of the people who sing in the world. When they, when, 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 when they get, they appear before that seat. It's going to be very wonderful. It's going to be very wonderful. Because see, that is the day that they will discover. That it is God who made them so. It is God. And they use, they use the gift to push people on drugs. Turn people into crazy things. Turn people into dancing, doing things, break homes, break hearts, destroy lives. They use their talent. The talent that's supposed to be used to serve God. It's heaven. You, you, you discover it. Because we think, well, someone can sing nice, he's, he's singing well, this, or we think, oh, this one is from the devil. No, no, every good thing, every good gift, every good and perfect gift is from the Father above. It's God who gave it. But how, how you will use it, you decide. Let me give you, in closing, I'll just give you three. Three reasons why people don't use their talents. Three. Three. Everybody, everybody has an ability. Everybody has something. Everybody has something they can do. Sometimes you have to sit there and count the things. Check. You say, I can do this. I can do this. I can do that. I can preach. I can sing. I can teach. You have, you have to count it. You have to count it and see the things you can do. And then you ask yourself, how many of them are you doing? And then you ask yourself, why are you not doing them? Why are you, not, why are you spending your life along these lines and not spending your life on these lines as well? I read it for the three reasons. 
I'll give you the three reasons. Just three. I have ten, but I'll give you three. Do you like three out of ten? Anything I say isn't it? Reason number one. Why? People do. You see, it's my my prayer that you use your talents. Yeah. It's really my prayer for you. That anything you can do, you will do it. And you will do it in your lifetime. And you will start doing it now. 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 So that's when I'm talking to people and I'm encouraging them to do things. It's very funny because sometimes I feel, I feel not everybody, but some people think they are needed. But I can tell you, I can tell you, 90% of the time, if not 99% of the time, I can't say 100, but 99% of the time, when I'm talking to someone that do something, do something. I'm thinking of this. I'm th- I'm th- and I'm thinking of it for them. That you will appear one day. You will appear one day. So let me help you to make your judgment day easier. Let me help you to make it easier for you. Because when you get there, this is one of the things you'll be asked. We are concentrating on this fornication. Every time we say judgment day, you think of fornication. Every time you see, you think, look, look. There are more important things, though. There are more important if you think that God, God is going to sit there and just be discussing fornication from morning to evening. Stop this your fornication analysis and fornication trauma. It's permanent trauma you put yourself into, like, it's like, that's, it's like, that's the only thing that can ever happen. There are more important things. As you are there, you, you are like, the, like that person who dug the ground and put the talent in and covered it with the soil. Wow. You walked away. As though I have no talent. It's like I have, I still have no talent. It's like nothing has been given to me. I'm just, it's like me, I'm just there. Wow. And especially when you start saying the thing, so you know, I'm not ready. You are not ready. You, have, you really have time. You really have time to prepare. You really have time to prepare. That's why you are saying that you are not ready. You are very pure in your eyes. So you 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 are the you are the determinant and the and the and the instrument to use to determine purity. You I mean you It's as though you have time. So you have time to use the gift that has been given to you. So you have time to use it. So you see people who are following their calling. Like I'm going to take example of a preacher. You see he's always preaching. You see they preach back to back. You see this week he has a program here. Next week he has a program there. Because he has to use it to the max. The guy who had the five talents, when they came back, he has, re- he has produced five more. Yeah. You have to use it to the max. max. If you can sing, you must always be looking for a chance to sing. Wow. Oh, yeah. 
always, always. The talent that you have, always, you have, always, you have to, you have to be hot in it. Always using it. Not feeling too good. It's like I've used it enough. I've used it. Enough. You must be begging for a chance to use it, knowing that there's a day that you'll be asked, "What did you do with it? What did you do with it?" First reason is fear. It's fear. Fear. This is why people you use. Today you're overcoming fear. Amen. You shall count. Those of you who can dance and you haven't danced before, you are coming out today. Amen. And those of you who can sing and you've never sung, you are coming out today. Amen. And those of you who can preach and you have never preached. Or you feel you feel you, you only preach when you're in campus, so you have preached for three years, you've stopped preaching. God has found you. At 2525. Never forget Matthew 2525. It's called 2525. It says that this, this is a guy who had the one talent. He said, And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. It's like I brought it back. I didn't use it for anything. Yeah, take it, take your thing. Take your thing. Because I was afraid. And his reason why he did he was afraid. Fear of failure. Fear of not doing well. Fear of not, fear, fear of not doing as well as that person. But see, the scripture says that he gave them the talent. Every man according to his several ability. Several ability. Don't think that God is there thinking that you must sing as well as Marcella. Or you must sing as well as Ida. Or you must sing... Don't tell God it. He knows, he knows what you have. You better use what you have. Just use what you have. That's what the scripture said. They that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. As long as you start making comparisons and allowing, you see, the comparison makes you allow and permit others to quench you and to snuff you out. Yeah. It's like I'm not as good as this. What if I started to, you see, you, see, you see a young guy, say, preach. Encourage him to preach. Do this. He doesn't want to preach because he's afraid he will fall into sin. <laughs> Do you honestly think you will stand in front of God and say, God, you see, the way I was, I had problem with this, I had problem with that thing, I had problem with that thing. So I didn't think that I deserved to be the one. You're now explaining, you are explaining purity to God. You are explaining it to him. When he has said in his word that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Do you think he doesn't know what an earthen vessel is? You see, it is, you see, those, act, those, those decisions and actions and all the absence of action and devo- devotion. It's like a slap in God's face that you are too wicked. Like this man, you are too wicked. I couldn't, I couldn't try and be a minister when I fall. The way, the way you will give up on me, the way you will disgrace me. That's what you are saying to God. That's what you are saying to God. That you, God, I couldn't follow you. You will not, you will not protect me enough. I, can, I can't go that far. I can't go that far. I, I can't trust you enough to stand out and say that, hey, I'm a preacher. I'm a man of God. I couldn't trust you enough. 
I was, af- I was afraid. I was afraid. The way you are, I was afraid. So if I make a mistake, hey, you God, hey, we remember Noah. We remember Noah. I'm afraid if I, go, if I go on outreach or if I go on outreach and they don't give their lives to Christ, I was afraid. So, uh, so everything you know, you've kept it to yourself. And then what happens is that you start criticizing others. As soon as you stop doing something, you see everybody's fault. Anybody who is doing it, you see the person's fault. You know, you, know, you know your discussions at home and behind closed doors? How you laugh at this person. This person was like this. But you see, you are laughing at someone who is using his talent. The person is using his talent. You are there. You have that earth and, and you've hid it. You are discussing someone who is actively serving God. Let me give you the second reason. I told you I have three, isn't it? The second reason... Second reason is because of fault finding. Is someone who criticizes a lot becomes paralyzed. Yeah. You actually suffer from paralysis of the same activity. Because you are so conscious of the faults and the mistakes that you wouldn't dare try it. You wouldn't dare. And then also, and then also, you lose trust in the person that oversees you or the person who is giving you that chance. Look at verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man. Can you see the reason why he didn't use his talent? That thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. It's like his list for reasons are faults. The faults about the person who gave him the talent. Don't miss his faults. Don't miss his problems. It's like you are, you are in a church. You are in a church. That's where you go to church. Always there. But you see so many faults about so many things that you will not lift a finger to help about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then you ask, oh, why wouldn't you help? Why would you do this? Oh, you know, you give, you give the political answer. Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's like, it's like someone saying that, can you see me off to the shop? They say, well, have you had my bath? Like, oh, I'm not dressed properly. The truth is that I don't like your company. And I don't want to go. I don't trust. That's the truth. That's the truth. I don't trust you. I cannot work with you. I don't want to work with you. I don't want to be with you. I know how it's going to turn out. I know what's going to happen. Wow. And number three. Are you ready for number three? Do you want number three? Are you sure you want it? Which one do you want? Number three is 
despising the type of gift you have. When you think the gift you have is not important enough, it's not big enough. When they were sharing the jobs, they didn't give you that one. Yes, and this guy, this this guy who got the one talent, he could be thinking, they didn't give me five. But usually the people who have five, the people who have ten, have been faithful in one. No, how do you get jobs? Do you get do you get a job by going to cry and say, I don't have a job, so give me a job? Those who have jobs are those who get jobs. And then those who have good jobs are those who even get better jobs. It's the principle of he that hath. He that hath shall be given more. He that is faithful in little. These are the words of Jesus. He that is faithful in little will be faithful also in much. When you see someone doing well with little, you will give him more. You say, oh, wow, you've done well. You've, you've been very, very, very faithful with this keyboard. I mean, since you joined the church, you are always there. You are never absent. You are never angry. You are never irritated. You are there faithful. I say, oh, I mean, if I want, if I want someone to con- be in charge of the music in the church, I will say, oh, you, because you've been very faithful. You may think we are looking for someone with some starry, starry qualities. No, we're looking for someone who is faithful. Someone who will do as he is told. Yeah. At least in this church, the person I call music director, the person in charge of music in this church, it's not like some, it's not like one of those winds that blow. No. But it's just that since, since I've started working with him, Everything I say, he does it. No matter how advanced and how good he is in the music, I realize he hasn't got S. What I say as a layman, the person, I've only been to music school once. <laughs> and when I say once, I mean for one day. For one day. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what they say, key and note. I don't know the difference. I don't know the difference between a key and a note. Is there a difference or is it the same thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the difference. But when he is playing, I can tell him what to change. And he'll say, yes, you change it. That's what that's it. What I want is what it will be done. No, what you can, you can explain to me and say, you see, you don't understand. You see there, We need, is it, someone came to me once, he said, you see, we need to buy a keyboard. Some, somebody, many years ago, we need, we need weighted keys, weighted keys, weighted keys. Weighted keys. <laughs> weighted keys. <laughs> many years, I mean, we're, we're not in first, it's not first laugh. Just another church. Another church before first laugh started. In the small hall, I always remember that guy. Tell him that we need weighted keys, you know. <laughs> then, then another one came. He said, "We need five strings, five string, five string guitar, five string bass guitar, five string, 
sacrifice to him. These are, these are not faithful. These are shoppers. People want you to shop. They themselves don't even understand what they are talking about. And what difference it will make. Weighted keys and five strings. Five strings. Five strings. Today, if I say, Oh, I'll tell him, Oh, why don't we get this? He will tell him that, Oh, no, we don't need it. He will tell him that we don't need it at all. We should, we should, not, we should not waste our money at all. They would always have money. We don't like somebody who will save you money. Because I've seen shoppers before. I've seen shoppers buying things. People have bought things today, it's in their house gathering dust. Anyway, what did I say was the third point? Despising the type of gift. Yes, despising the type of gift. Because it's like the gift that you have is as though it's, it's too small, it's so insignificant. It's like it's not good enough. I wish, it's like I wish I had something else. I only have one. If what I had was good enough, I would have. Th- but you see, you see, you see the people um, taking pictures, walking around, taking photos. You see, what, what is taking photos? What is taking photos? What is photo taking? But I see they are, they are doing something. And it's saying, it's saying something about them. It's saying something about them. It's saying something that, can you don't, I can like that, I can like that. <laughs> I can go anywhere and take pictures. Anywhere, do anything. You may not know you say something about the person. Because it's not everyone who will do it. It's not everyone who will do it. So I say, oh, I mean, I mean, I'm good at taking pictures, but I mean, not in church. I do, I do weddings. I mean, I do weddings. You know. Weddings and photo shoots. Yes. I'm into weddings. Into weddings and special occasions. I mean, the last time that Obama came to the country. I was the one who was taken from the yes. Yeah, here's my business card here. Yeah. If you need if you need to call me, here's my business card. Yeah. I mean to beloved photo shoots, yes. I do I do beloved photo shoots. I remember my first my first duty in church was ushering. Oh yeah, the first ever job I did in the church was ushering. In my, in my uniform was white shirt and black trousers. Yes, ushering. That's my first, that's my first job I did as a Christian was to usher. I remember I didn't like it, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, I would like to tell you as it was. I I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it because the sisters were so difficult to usher. Okay. 
they, all, they always are somewhere they wanted to sit. And then, and then when they sit, they want to change it. And then, and then when they change it, they want to change it again. And then they see their friend, it's like, it's like, it's like, why can't I be, why can't I sit in front? And then you become their number one enemy. It's like, they don't talk to you again. Next time you are coming to, they are coming to church and you are trying to show, they will not even mind this time. I said this job I can't continue So I moved into prayer ministry Then I just talked to God <laughs> I don't talk to anybody Yes yeah, spirit I be When I stand the It's just me and God yes. But I don't despise Ashley I don't despise Ashley because when I'm looking for faithful people I'm looking for faithful people. I look in the ashes. I say, you just ask yourself, who is always in church? <laughs> who has always been in church? Who is always there? So is it, they too shouldn't despise themselves. They shouldn't despise themselves and think that they are not spiritual, they are not called, they are not anointed, God is strong. They shouldn't despise themselves. Because who is always in church? Who is, who is always there? I mean, always there. You've been, you have not been coming every Sunday. But when you go out and you come, who do you see? Don't you come and see the same ashes, the ones that you brush aside? When you come, they are there. Yeah. I'm looking for a faithful person. Faithful, I'm telling you. Faithful. If I'm looking for a faithful person, I think. I think. Who are, those, who are those who can who can be ministers? God can use. Who are those who are always around? They've heard every message. They've heard every message. Yes, it's true. <laughs> They've heard every message. Every message. They are there. They are there for every message. They've heard every message. Every prophecy, every declaration. They've been sitting there. I'll end with these three. Three out of ten. I think it's not bad. It's a real issue that you have to think about. You have to think about. Some of you are here, maybe you are using one, but maybe you have five. Maybe you have six. Maybe you have nine. Yeah. Maybe there's more to you. So you can't, you can't just be here and say, oh, I only dance. Yes. She's dancing, but she's a campus elder. Yes. So she's, she's not just dancing. She's not just dancing. She's singing. She's singing. But the last time I heard of her, she was preaching. She was like an evangelist preaching somewhere. But you all, when you can, you just see her, her, her singing and saying that, you know, Sheila. But, but that's, that's not all that there is to her. Because she can preach. And if you want a church where you can use your talents to the max, then you found it. You are founded because this morning, my last meeting that I had before I came here is I'm looking for people to do something. So I, I, I was asking for names. I said, give me names. Give me names. Any, I said, mention anybody at all. Mention anybody at all. Anybody at all who can do something. 
So when I came in and I saw the lady taking the photograph at that point, I said, I, I said we're just having I said, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one here? Camera. She can do that work and take her camera too. I've got a job for her. She doesn't even know. She doesn't even know. You don't want to be seen hide. But remember, remember the judgment seat of Christ. Remember, remember the judgment seat of Christ. Remember the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. I also sit somewhere and I count my things. So I can do this. I better do it. I can do that. I better do it. Because if you don't do it, nobody will do it. It won't be done. It won't be done. It won't be done. And offenses and all those evil spirits cannot stop you from serving God. Hey, so help me God. But my desire, my desire to make it on the judgment day is stronger than offenses and hurts. It's far stronger. I mean, you, I, that I'm hurt, so I won't preach. Oh, I'll preach. I will. Some of us are so moody. So, so, so melancholic. So, you have your feelings. So, you forget, you forget about God. And the person that you'll be standing in front one day, it's like, it's like earthly things are more important to you than eternal things. Earthly things. It's earthly issues, earthly problems, earthly discussions, earthly things. It's like, it's more important. So, you stop things of eternal value to fix and to make a point here, here on earth. Now you're here for a little while, you checked out. This is eternity. This is eternity. This is, this is where we are all going. All of us are going there. Believers, unbelievers, all of us are going there. All, everybody is going to appear there. God bless you. May you use your talents. May you find your talent and use it. If you can act, you better start acting. Better join the film stars and start acting. I used to write poems. Yeah. No, write and say it. Weddings. There was a, there was a time when there's a wedding. I was the main person. I was like, everybody is waiting. When, when will they call that brother to come and release his poem? Yeah. They tried me for emceeing once. They, I, I didn't have that talent. I didn't have the talent for emceeing. Because by 3, 4 p.m., the wedding was over. When I say the wedding, I mean the reception was over. They've eaten, they've danced, they've cut a cake, they've said their joke, everything was over. And I didn't have even one joke. I didn't have one joke, I didn't have one story. That was the only time anybody has ever asked me to be the master of a ceremony. Never again. They didn't try. But somebody tried me for a poem. Then after that, somebody other came. There's somebody that came. They started coming. They started coming. Almost every wedding, it's like, I should, I should come. And they liked a particular one. Everyone who said, no, you know, I like the, the one that this one that you did. Can you do that one? You want to hear that one? Not today. Not today. Not today. Yes. So at least I, 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 I pray that 
I've used it. I think I used it sometimes in preaching. There are some poetic flows in my preaching. Yes. I'm happy you've seen it. So, when we get to heaven, you have to be there as my witness. Say, oh, Lord. In his preaching, we had, it had a poetic flavor. Yeah, poetic flavor. Some things where, you know, it's clear. It's clear. I mean, so, let him check in. Let him come in. Let him come in. The gift, the gift is being used. Where's your gift? Where's your gift? What are you doing with it? You must really think hard. And use it because it's a question. Like my lecturer who said, when you go and see this question, boom. Don't say I didn't teach you. When you appear there and you are asked about talents, never say you are not told. Never say you are not told. Because I told you. I told you these things that are wasting your time on. These kind of fornicatious um, trauma. Sit up and be serious. Sit up and be serious with God. We have to be serious. You've got to be serious. You're not serious at all. You're wasting your time on this kind of. We kiss at the bus stop kind of problems. Bus stop kissing problems. So you won't serve God again. No. All right, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Oh, if you are clapping, you know, you have to do it well. Do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Do it well. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Pray for yourself for a little while. Then we'll be close enough. Just pray for yourself. Just ask God for mercy. Ask Him for forgiveness. Ask Him for forgiveness of talents you haven't used that you know you have. And perhaps you don't know what you have. Ask the Lord to show you. The Lord today, I need to, I need to, I need to list my abilities and start using it and use it. That will be used. They can be used. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pray for yourself. Pray about your talent, no matter who you are. Pray about your talent today. Pray about that talent today. Pray about that talent today. Pray about that talent today. Pray. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray. Pray about it. Yes. Pray that God will help you. And give you the chance. Don't forget to pray for the chance to use it. A chance. Oh Lord, I need an opportunity. I need an opportunity to use my talent. Opportunity, Lord. To use my talent. I don't want to hide my talent. I don't want to hide it. I don't want to hide it, Lord. Forgive me for the days, years, months that I've hid my talent. That I hid from you. That I didn't use and I didn't do what I can do, Lord. I just sat there and ran commentary. I just sat there and criticized. I just sat there and talked and talked away. Oh God, forgive me. Oh God, forgive me. Oh God, forgive me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for not using my talent. Not following my talent. 
not working with you according to the gifts and abilities you've given me forgive Lord forgive Lord from today we want to use it we want to be you want to use it we want to put it to work Lord we want to put it to work we pray now Lord for opportunities to use it to use our talents to use our gifts to use our abilities Lord and to use it faithfully to use it diligently to use it with zeal to use it proudly Lord proudly using it believing that Lord is from you it's from you it's an ability you've given to us it is what you have given to us oh God oh God oh God thank you Father Father we pray for forgiveness for those of us who have abandoned our gifts and our talents forgive us those of us who have not used it as much as we could and we can Father show us mercy now God we pray those of us who don't know about our talents at all thank you for today and thank you for your message Lord that we'll careful carefully examine ourselves and discover the abilities you have given to us that we may use it to glorify your name to glorify your name to glorify your name we'll use it in your house oh God to build your church and to do your work Lord Father forgive us forgive us for not using it forgive us for not doing what we have to do forgive us Lord we are sorry forgive us Lord we pray Father give us opportunity to use it a chance a chance to use the opportunity may we find our place in your house and may we have life to be able to use it thank you for your mercy thank you for your kindness in the name of Jesus now while every eye is closed and every head is bowed I want to pray for you specially I want to say a special prayer for some special people here today while every eye is closed and every head is bowed you're here maybe somebody invited you maybe this is your first time or maybe you've been coming to church but deep in your heart you feel far from God you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and this afternoon you want to say that pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I don't want to go to hell when I die I want to go to heaven pastor please pray with me I need Jesus in my life I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life if you are here like that you will say pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus very quickly just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you very quickly just your right hand and I'll pray with you God bless you God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus today. Today is my day. I can see the hand there. You also want to join in. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. It's Jesus I need. I need the Lord. God bless you. It's Jesus I need. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life today. I want to give myself to Jesus so I can start using my talents and my abilities to serve him. To serve him. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I see your hands. If you have your hand lifted up, I want to do one more thing. I want to come out of your seat and come to me right here in the front. Come. Yes. Come. No wasting of time. Come. Sharp. Quick. Express. Come to him. It's a chance in a lifetime. It's a great blessing. Come to him now. Come. Come. Come from wherever you are. 
come to him. Come. Come. Come to Jesus. Come. Yes. Quickly. Come. Jesus is saving you. Yes. Sing it just as I am. I'm waiting for you as you come. Oh Jesus was shed. was shed for me. Yes, Lord. And that's I'm waiting for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Jesus today. You are not sure of your salvation. Come right now. Come. Come. I'm waiting for you. Come. Forget about your friend. And come to Jesus now. We are singing just to wait for you. We are singing. Yes. Was shed for me. Yes, Lord. And that me come to about to pray we are about to pray I want to look at the nearest brother brother nearest brother and ask him are you sure of your salvation are you sure you are saved ask him nearest brother brother don't talk to a sister a guy a guy ask him if he's sure ask him if he's born again if he's not sure tell him that you do him that favor you walk with him as though it is even you that is going to give your life to Christ. Tell that you walk with him. You like to go with him. Tell that you've walked with people into clubs, into bad places, into evil places. You can walk to the cross where sins are forgiven with him. Ask him. Ask him. And if he's not sure, start walking with him now. Start walking with him. You are singing one more time. Just, Just as I am without Anybody that is not sure of your salvation, come right now. Come. Yes. Come. Now, look at the nearest sister. Tell her that the way you are not singing, I'm not sure whether you are sure of your salvation. Tell her that look, you are my sister. I'd like to walk with you. I'd like to walk with you. There is no shame in coming to salvation. Tell her that look, we're about to sing again. As soon as we start singing, let's start walking. I'm taking you to the altar to give your life to Jesus, just, just as I am. As I am without one plea. Come now. Come now, we are about to close the service. Come now. Yes. If you are not sure, today is your day of salvation. Oh, Lamb of God. Oh, Lamb of God. It's worth it. It's worth it. Yes, it's worth it. 
your eyes everybody let's bow our heads let's bow our heads and pray I want everybody to say this prayer with me and church help us as we say this prayer it's a very important moment a very solemn moment I want everybody to say this prayer especially those of us in front say with me say heavenly father thank you for Jesus Christ thank you for the cross of Calvary Thank you that Jesus died on that cross for my sins. And he rose up on the third day. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, Heavenly Father. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Say, from today, I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will obey Jesus. I will no longer follow Satan. I will no longer serve Satan. I belong to Jesus. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and for making me a child of yours say heavenly father please write my name in the book of life say thank you lord for salvation and for forgiveness of sins in jesus name amen let your amen be meaningful God bless you. Yeah, you may give them the gift. Yes. Sure. God bless you. God bless you all. Welcome to Jesus. Welcome to Jesus. Welcome to Jesus. It's a good place to be. Welcome to Jesus. Welcome to Jesus. Welcome to Jesus. A good place to be. God bless you. Congratulations. You are saved. You are born again. You can now start using your talent for God from today. If you can sing, you are welcome to join the choir and the singers. If you can dance, you are welcome to join them from today. Now that you are washed with the blood, you can join anything at all and serve God. You will not use your time for Satan again. You are for Jesus. You belong to the Jesus party and the Jesus team. And I am your pastor. I'll be here every Sunday to preach hot messages to you. Sometimes you will laugh, sometimes you cry, sometimes you'll be angry, sometimes you'll be happy, but it all it happens in your house, isn't it? Don't you get angry at home? Don't you get happy at home? Don't you cry? Don't you laugh? But you are still in the family. That's how it is. This is a family. Even when you are crying, this is your home. When you are angry, this is your home. When you are happy, this is your house. Everything happens here. We have all the emotions. But we are in the same church 
you are going to do very well. This set of new Christians are going to be special. Special people. Mark them and see. You will see that they are going to do great works in the house of God. God bless you and go back to your seats. Clap for them as they go back to your seats. They are wonderful people. Great people. is my body communion that was broken for you ask God to bless your life today drink as you eat of his body you drink of the blood out for you yes Lord whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life for my flesh is meat indeed Share us, be fast, okay? Be fast. Drink indeed. Be fast, be quick. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, it is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the meal, the holy meal of God. It will sustain you, it will heal you, it will bring you life when I see the blood. Oh, oh, oh. I will pass over you. My body that was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is meat indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless. Come on, pray. I should say, pray. Pray. God is touching your life. The bread which Something is changing in your life. It's changing. It's changing. It will change. Healing. Changes. 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 In your life. In your home. In your it family, will sustain you. In your blood, it will heal you. In your it body, will bring you life. Yes, yes. When I see yes. the blood, the power of God in the blood of Jesus will change, change something I for you today. Over you. Yes. When I see the blood, yes. When I see the blood. will pass over you I will heal your body I will give you life yes when I see the blood the cup of blessing which we drink yes I will pass over you this is my body
feet, this is my blood. And when I see the blood, oh yes, I will pass over you. Yes. Yes. Father, we thank you. I declare it's your body we're about to eat and it's your blood we're about to drink. I pray, Father, once again, may we be covered by the blood of Jesus. May death not have any effect on us. May sicknesses and diseases have no effect on us, Lord. May failure has have no part in us, Lord. Thank you for the blood that covers us that preserves us that blesses us Lord I declare every life here that's about to eat your body and drink your blood I declare that life is a blessed life I declare that life is a blessed life I declare that life is a prosperous life I declare that life shall flourish that life shall do well that life shall excel Sickness shall not attach itself to you. I curse every sickness. I curse every disease. I curse every mark of the enemy. By the blood is washed away. By the blood. By the blood you are made whole today. And by the blood you are blessed today. In Jesus name. The body of Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Father, thank you one more time. Thank you for healing. Thank you for blessing. Thank you for the seed of hope and the seed of strength and the seed of excellence that we shall live henceforth by Christ and not by ourselves or by our might or by our family links, but we shall live by Christ everything about us shall be because of Jesus and shall be by the name of Jesus thank you for this blessed opportunity that we have just had in Jesus name I pray that everybody shouted their best amen Amen. it is done for you God bless you take your seats